Welcome to this edition of Morgan the Asked For Podcast. Again, NFL Weekly, Wednesday evening. You know, bring Trevor in here just a second. Um, you know, great games on uh, Sunday. Um, you know, obviously, the, the Tampa Bay-Green Bay game was all the way down to the wire. Chiefs started slow, and then they went off and, you know, kind of cruised to victory, much like we kind of thought. Um, we did go back and look, and Trevor did predict this on episode 22, um, NFL week, Weekly, um, the, the Buccaneers versus the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So, Trevor, did he put money on that uh, to get that Super Bowl matchup? If he did, you'd be uh, – and actually, I've heard, you know, um, actually, I heard it today on the radio – um, Tony Romo predict, you know, he's kind of known for predicting stuff too. Uh, that he called the game earlier this fall when they did it. And after that game, he predicted those two would be in the Super Bowl. I think Colin Coward also predicted those two in the Super Bowl this fall. So you're not the only one, but you're one of them. And we're proud of you here at Morgan. He asked for podcast. Yeah, no, I, I didn't put any money on it. So I, I'll take the uh, being proud of that. That'll I'll take that. But I know my predictions. I listened out on episode 22. I also had the Seahawks and the Ravens and the championship game. So I was over uh, two on those ones, but I, I do remember what you were saying uh, with Romo after the Bucks played the Packers week six, I think it was or something uh, the first half of the season anyway. And he, he said, he's like, I think we're going to see these two teams uh, later in the year. And then he predicted Kansas city, Kansas city versus uh versus Tampa there for the Super Bowl. So that was my prediction. When the playoffs started, I did throw two bets down on the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl and the Bucks. I also had a small one on the uh, the Bills. So either way, come Super Bowl Sunday, I'm going to win some money. I'm going to win a lot more if the Bucks win, but I'm yeah. I say the I'm odds basically are, the odds are just way better on the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch and whatever happens, I'll be happy with. I'll probably make a few small wagers on like MVP or yeah, just stupid stuff that the sports apps let you do. But uh, no, yeah, I, I guess I did get that right. But who knows? It it could have easily turned out the other way, and we're gonna get into that Green Bay game now. Yeah, I know you kind of wanted to to dive deep into this and just kind of, you know, it was kind of a you know it was a good game. You know, honestly, you know, if, if you told me before the game Tom Brady throws three interception, I'm like, there is no way that Tampa Bay wins that game in Lambeau with Aaron Rodgers playing a good game. Aaron Rodgers played better than Tom Brady, and it really wasn't close. Um, just, you know, a fumble here and a the defense, you know, and you talked about this, the T, the Tampa Bay defense won that game for him. I, I, for the most part, I agree with you. To, to me, this game come, came down to after, after watching it, it was a typical, it was a, it was a team win for the Bucks. Because right. Brady did play good in the first half. We, we have to give him credit for that. He, he made some big plays and, and some good decisions. In the second half, not, not so much, but the defense really stepped up. For the Packers, uh, Rodgers played good. He had a couple mistakes. The coaches really let the team down. Defensive players let the team down. The offense didn't take advantage of turnovers. So, to me, this was, this was an all-timer of a team win for the Bucks and a team loss for the Packers, depending on how much you blame you want to put on one person or one side of the ball. Yeah. I mean, I know you kind of want to go through this. I know you, you kind of said you made some notes. Let's just go ahead and go through it. Um, you kind of want to pick it up towards the end of the second half and, or the end of the second quarter. 
Yeah. Um, yep. um, and yeah, I mean, you, you, you think about just an overview and I, and we haven't discussed this previously, but I can kind of picture what you're saying here, you know, Tampa Bay getting the ball back and being able to throw the chance even for the Hail Mary. And then obviously it was successful because of a horrible defensive call or just that guy did hor- I don't know whose fault that was, but somebody messed up big time. That guy should not be running wide open on the last play of the game of the half. Um, and then obviously the fumble right at the start of the second half. And then the one pl- after one play was a touchdown. You know, I mean, that that's the game right there, you know, so I know yeah. that's where you're going to, that's where you're going to start. You go way more in depth on it, but just, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Those, those plays right there and in Tampa, you know, and green Bay has to just be kicking themselves. Yeah. Green Bay has to be sick. And, and where I want to start really was just under three minutes in the second half left green Bay gets the ball back. They're down 14 to 10. They're driving and they're going to get ball back after half, mind you. So usually teams like to go for that two and one, right? Right. Score before half and you get the ball back at the beginning of the second half. <clears throat> and they, they wasted some time, which was surprising to me. I don't know if you remember that they're under, under three minutes where Green Bay completed a pass and then they let like 30 seconds run off the clock and they had a timeout. And it, it, it was really weird to me. It was almost like they were, they were scared to make a mistake. I, I don't know if they had some matchup problems going on on the offensive line, but usually anymore these days, the past basically three or four years in the NFL, you call it, when you have a really good quarterback, let alone a Hall of Fame, all-time talent, when you have a chance to go down and score before half, you, you stay aggressive. Most teams do. Uh, even with a quarterback like Phillip Rivers, teams are going to try to go down and score. And you have Aaron Rodgers, and they let 30 seconds tick off. Then Aaron Rodgers got sacked. And then the next play, he threw a pick. Tampa Bay gets the ball back, and they have a fourth and three with 13 seconds left. The offense stays out like they're going to go for it. Then the punt team runs on. Then timeout's called. Then the offense comes back out. And they complete uh, a four-yard pass to Leonard Fournette. They get the first down. And then it's uh, first and 10 with, I think, eight seconds left. As a, and you helped out at Iowa State as, as a defensive coach or just defense in general, common sense. You don't give up a touchdown, first of all. You, you put three defensive backs in the end zone. Yeah, you stand on the end zone line and don't let right. anybody get behind you. I mean, that's just that. Yeah. And we're, you try to force the receivers to the middle of the field where you can tackle them and the time runs. Because they had no timeouts left, right? Yeah, no timeouts. Worst case scenario, and I say worst case because this should be worst case. You give up an eight-yard out pass, right? And then they have to kick a fifty-yard field goal, right? Which is they in the you know it's cold out. The ball's not going to go as far. Uh, Worst case scenario, and then they give up a touchdown, and wide open. It wasn't even like it was a jump ball that was tipped, or I mean, he was just open. <laughs> I mean, that's just... well, that's my boy Scotty Miller. Who I've been telling you about all year. I know, but it's, it's you know, hail marys happen. You know, ball gets tipped up, right. or or he just you know out jumps the guys or whatever. But this wasn't a Hail Mary like prayer. This was just No, he beat the guy. He, he had two steps on him. And right. I don't know that and again that that Packers defensive back, Jackson, he he had it's on him too because he shouldn't have been playing up like that. Well, no, no matter what the call is on defense, the, the defensive coordinator off. You have to know as an NFL player, as any player, it doesn't matter what the situation is. 
you can't get beat deep. I mean, it's just that simple. No, and again, with, with eight seconds left, no timeouts, like I said, best case scenario, it's an incomplete or, you know, you tackle them inbounds and the game goes to half. Worst case, they get a little eight or nine yard quick out with a second or two left and they attempt a field goal. But you can't give up a touchdown. And that, that was just a killer. I mean, it was Tom Brady in Lambeau Field throwing a perfect pass. And it just took all the momentum out of, out of Green Bay at that point. Oh, absolutely. Because, again, like I said, uh, rewind two minutes. Green Bay's driving before half and then wasting time for some odd reason. I, I don't know. I think that's one of the one of the missing stories of that game. Why they just let 30 seconds run off the clock. Is there any chance just you kind of follow Green Bay a little bit? You're more of a far guy, but you follow Green right. Bay. Is there any chance he gets fired over this? No, I, I don't think so. Not not a I, I don't believe so. I, I think everything will be all right with them, but I mean, does Aaron Rodgers come back or is he gone? He's going to – we'll get into that, I think, but he'll be back. He wants a new contract. He, he wants to be extended for two years. Right. And he deserves every dollar he gets. If he doesn't get it there, he needs to go somewhere else and get it. He does, and, and he'll get it. And even the Green Bay, uh, Mark Murphy came out and said, we're not idiots. We're going to sign him. <laughs> or we'll, we'll do whatever I have to do to keep him around. Basically. Well, and, and Mark Murphy is a smart dude, Northwestern guy and, and everything. And if it came down to it, they will fire their coach to keep Rodgers, I think. They will. And I think Rodgers likes Lafer, Matt Lafer. But, I mean, I don't think the coach is getting fired. I think once things cool down over the next couple of weeks. They did well, fire their special teams coach today, though. I did see that. Well, someone had to go, I guess. <laughs> Maybe it was a special teams coach. But, no, I mean, he'll be back. I, again, I think the drama will, will calm down over the next week or so. But then we fast forward to the fourth quarter. Obviously, well, maybe we shouldn't fast forward, but Brady threw three picks in between then, which right. we didn't talk about, I guess. And then, then I just, you know, that, that was it the first, third, yes. second or third play, the fumble, and then the Packers got the ball back after half, and you're expecting them to go down and get a score because you have a, one of the best quarterbacks ever. Now, question for you. How much do you think not having fans in Lambeau affected that game? I personally think it affected it a lot in those situations. Well, there were, there were some fans. There right. was about it, was very, it, was, it wasn't even anything close to what Kansas City had either. Kansas City no, had and it, it does make a difference for sure. And, again, you've got Tom Brady on the other side, so that has to be taken into account. Right. But yeah, I mean, not, not having – it's definitely something. It's a factor for sure. Because I, I think if fans are there, Tom Brady is not affected. I and mean, he threw three picks anyway, because he's been there, done that. But how many of those, well, just look at, you know, Smith, the linebacker. He's a young guy. I mean, does he just get a little bit more? I mean, he's a really good player. He's actually been one of the best players um, in all, you know, if he has another game, you know, it, it's almost like they need to have a playoff MVP, not just a Super Bowl. He would be the playoff MVP, I think. He's got interceptions. He's got fumble returns in every game. I mean, it's crazy how good he has been. Yeah, no, he's been a great player. And you're right. Sometimes those defensive players can beat off the crowd. Right. And they, they can jump the snap or, the, you know, the quarterback makes a bad decision. And it, it, the fans definitely do have a – a different effect and it is weird seeing the fans back in the stands now 
right. especially in like a playoff environment, even eight to 10,000 of them make a lot of noise. Oh yeah. They, they almost can make more noise in a way because they're all slamming the seats up and down. Right. We have a full stadium. It's just people yelling. Now we're at 8,000. They're just banging on everything around them and there's, they don't have to worry about anyone but themselves basically looking ahead but brady even made the comment that like something like ten thousand people there he goes if there are ten thousand people here you can like you even said there's way more people that should have been there or whatever yeah and i I think part of that is we've gone so long without fans right so just you know not used to it and again second of all the fans that are in the stands can make way more noise than ever so yeah it's it's definitely interesting you know, the Super Bowl, we'll get into that. They're going to allow like 27,000 or whatever yeah. into the into the game. But, yeah, you're right. The, the Packers got the ball back after half. You know, you it's just one of those feelings when you have an all-time great quarterback, you think, all right, they're going to go down and score a touchdown. Yep. Or get a field goal at worst. And then Aaron Jones fumbles. Uh, the Buccaneers get a quick touchdown. Yep. And a good, a good return on the fumble. It bounced right up to Smith. And yep. right in, you know. Then, yeah, first play, they score a touchdown. Yeah, first play, they did a little play action to Cameron Ray, a little pop pass to the tight end, quick and easy. And then Brady goes on to throw three interceptions, which don't see that very often. Nope. Uh, you can tell he's 43 years old because when pressure comes up the middle, you know, through the, through the A and B gaps there, you know, by the center, he does not like that. And he's not – he can't move around like he used to. Nope. And he used to be able to move around a lot better than I think people give him credit for, but he's 43. Like he doesn't want people up in his face. He threw some lob balls, gave Green Bay a chance. Green Bay could not, they, that's where they messed up in my opinion, other than before half, of course, uh, with giving up that touchdown. But now we're going to get into the, the field goal with 209 left. On, on fourth down for Green Bay, the decision to kick the field goal rather than let Aaron Rodgers try to tie the game up. But I'm, I'm just going to ask you what your thoughts were on that. Well, your gut feeling says he's an idiot for kicking the field goal. However, when you look back at the analytics of it, it actually is a lot closer than I thought it would be. Um, there's only like a 3 or 4% chance difference. Um, That's I red yeah so it it really when you look at the analytics it's not as bad as you as you think about it but when you look at it in this in the aspect of the game and this is where i think the fans had a huge if there were fans there i think the decision might have been different because and and this is the only thing that i think you, you there are times you have to throw the analytics out i like at that stuff I was when I was at a tum, did a tumble. I was a guy that had the two point card. I, I, our head coach didn't have it. I always carried it with me, um, just because I wanted to make sure we had that. Right. Um, and then he knew I had it, so then he didn't worry about it. And I just, if we got in that situation, we did it. Now, I think even before this, they chased. They chased um, points. Yes, they, they chased did. points earlier in the and and it should have been caught. I mean, the ball was tipped. And went right off the guy's hands, so it sh- it should it should have been a good two point play, and they Correct. would have been in that. So you have to look at it as they had to score a touchdown and a two point conversion, which when you have to have it is really hard to do, especially since they already had already went for two. When as a coach you go into a game with 
one or two two-point plays. I mean, that's just, you know, and the NFL may go with more, but like in high school we had, you know, and, and I remember this at Iowa State uh, when the Seneca Wallace play, um, when he didn't get in, we had ran a play. I know our offense coordinator said this. We had ran our play that we liked down there for two points or a, a three, you know, a two yard play that you had to have fourth and two, whatever it was. Right. We had ran that earlier in the game and it was very successful. Well, Seneca got called out at the one or two yard line. We needed that play, a one or two yard play. It's our best play. You call it again. We were stopped. Um, right. So that play before was maybe their best play and he was, didn't want to call that again, or you knew it wasn't your best play. Now these guys are NFL guys. There's lots of plays. I mean, you just, yeah, they, have a, they have a handful probably, but right. But just that does go through a coach's head that you have to have the touchdown and the two point conversion, which I don't know what the odds are. Those guys would have it. Um, the odds of making it just that is hard even without going on fourth down. Um, one thing I'm saying is if you went and, and you have to look at this, it was fourth and eight. It, they were at the eight yard line. So that was not as it wasn't it's fourth, fourth, and, it was fourth and goal from the eight. Correct. Yes. Yes. So it wasn't fourth and three from the three. Um, my biggest thing is, is say you don't get it and you get down to the two yard line and you get stopped. It's you put them in a horrible spot. You That's still need a touch, you still need kicking the field goal. You still have to have a touchdown. Uh, right. So you rely, you're still relying on your defense. And now you may get the ball at the 50 yard line or 45. If you keep them right there, that's the only part I really don't like about it is if you go for it and don't make it, you give them horrible field position instead of just okay field position and actually tampa bay gave them a huge bonus when they did kick off and the guy sat down at 202 left instead of running for two more seconds it actually gave him another timeout so they got the benefit of the doubt of a whole nother play they so did. I mean, tampa tried to hand it to him they just couldn't stop him and then the other thing you have to know that tom brady is on the other side of this he is the best quarterback of all time he's good he is going to be in his 10th Super Bowl out of 55. And I was looking at the thing. 18% of all Super Bowls or whatever well, it is. And then look at it this way. So he is now 15. No, so he would be. How many AFC championship games has he lost? Well, uh, yeah. He's been in. He's only played. So this is like his 21st year in the NFL. Sounds right. His first year, he didn't play at all. And then this, then the one year he blew out his knee, right? So he's Ten out of nineteen years that he's played, he's been in the Super Bowl, more than fifty percent. Right. <laughs> I mean, it, think about that. It's amazing, and so you have to know that Tom Brady percentage of you getting the ball back is not good. So I just think you have to go for. It. And again, you have a top ten or 15, 20 quarterback of all time. Oh, top 10 for sure, I think. You know, uh, at least, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a yeah, yeah, we, I mean, we get all that. Yeah. Argue the numbers, whatever, but he's the MVP this year. Now, on third down, when he tried he to force up. it in there, he made a bad play because he should have ran it for five yards or six yards, or maybe he would have got in. It was open because he's way more athletic than he looks. And 
and portrays himself. If it's fourth and three, I don't, I don't think they kick the field goal. I mean, I think it's a no brainer then. No, you, you, you made good points. I remember at the time just thinking like, what the hell is going on? And, and, and I, I really did too. But then when you look back and you see, you, you think, and, and that's why those guys are paid big, big bucks. And, and we're not at that time. It's fourth and eight. You have to get a touchdown and a two point conversion, which is very hard to do. And, you know, the percentage, the analytics is only like three or 4% difference. So it, it isn't as bad as call as it was made out to be right away. I will say that. I, and I'll agree with you to start. And then I'm going to talk you to the other side. Well, I, why, I, mean, I, I probably would have went for it, but that's I, just me. I, I really don't like Aaron Rodgers. I can't stand him. I think he's kind of a, a smug person, I guess you could say it. I, but I thought, I thought he really got screwed out of a career-changing opportunity. Oh, absolutely. So, he took the, time, the coach took the ball out of his hands. Essentially, <laughs> he, what the coach did is just like a manager in game seven of the World Series. Let's just say game six where you have to win the game because it's not quite game seven. It's not the Super Bowl. Right. Game six, you have to win. It's zero to zero or one to, one to nothing. He gave up one home run. He's pitching great, but the analytics say it's the third time through the lineup. You got to go with the new guy. Oh, yeah. The coach took the ball out of, out of, out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. No, and, and that's what analytics tell you. And then here's what analytics don't tell you. Oh, yeah. I think analytics are good to an extent. Well, it's a perfect Tampa Bay with Chris Snell in the World Series. That's what mm -hmm. happened there. He's pitching great, took him out and lost the game. It took him out and lost the game because he they, doesn't ever go past five innings. Yeah, they trusted numbers rather than feeling. Yeah. And sometimes coaching or sports need to come down to gut feeling or just using your brain or common sense. Right. And again, if they, they kick that field goal with 209 left, it essentially they had three timeouts plus the two minute warning. So four timeouts. Right. Okay. Does, does analytics account for your giving the ball back to Tom Brady? No. And I, I touched on that. I go, you yeah, have to yeah. know that. You have to know that. Or if you're giving the ball back to Patrick Mahomes, if you're giving the ball back to Kirk Cousins or Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky, then okay. Then I can understand that a little bit more. Right. But yeah, you're you don't think those two back. guys are going to beat you. You're giving the ball back to Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. And again, like you brought this up too, even if they, if they went for it on fourth and goal there at the eight and they, it was an incomplete pass. Tampa Bay takes over first down at the, I think it was the eight or nine yard line. They're going to run it on first down. You're going to two minute. They're window. not going to be, they're not going to be as risky or aggressive as they were when they got the ball off the kickoff because they're closer, right. they're further down. Yeah, so, if they turn the ball over at the eight yard line, they're essentially handing you. You got yeah. four, now you do have four downs, no matter what. That, that needs to be taken into account for. I agree. And again, and then another thing that no one's really talking about, you know, Devontae Adams had what 17 touchdowns on the year or something crazy like that. Yeah. All the Green Bay receivers and tight ends are very tall. Right. Well, now, just because you're just because you're tall doesn't mean you win a jump ball opportunity. You know, you still have to be able to jump and get and right. put your body into good placement. But to me, and Matt LaFleur is a, seems like a good coach, but if he doesn't win a Super Bowl, and I'm not saying it has to be with Green Bay, but if he never wins a Super Bowl, this is what he'll be remembered for. Oh, absolutely. 
he'll be remembered for taking the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands, denying him a chance at history. And like I said, I don't like Aaron Rodgers, but that that was his moment to get the touchdown, get the two point conversion, take Tom Brady into overtime, and beat him to go to the Super Bowl. And now he got he got robbed of that, in my opinion. Yeah, he never had the chance to do it. And like you know, they said, you know, they were kind of going back and forth, Lafleur and him, about play calling and whatever. And Lafleur Lafleur called made the call on the, you know, the kick or whatever. And then Rogers is like, you know, he said something about well, Roger he gave Rogers the play call, let him call his own play the play before. And Rogers comes back and says, if I'd have known we were kicking a field goal, I would have called something different. Which no doubt in my mind. He did. He never. He guarantee it never went through his head. They were kicking a field goal there. I agree with you. No, and so you, you, you do feel that you have two plays. Two plays, yes, to score. You know, so the incomplete pass. You know, if he knows they're gonna um, have two plays, he probably runs it here. Does he run it there? You know, maybe. You know, those guys are those guys are way smarter than you give them credit for. Um, you know, he knows he had a lane to run for a few yards. Yep. But he's like, I think I can fit it in here. And those guys are gunslingers, and they think they have more, you know. Um, yeah, he's going to do something different if he knows that he doesn't get another play. <laughs> well, absolutely. If he if he knows for sure that it's two plays to score rather than one, and they're going to kick a field goal or something like that, I guarantee he he takes a chance at trying to score there on a run, or at least right because he he knows like, and, and this is kind of counterintuitive, but if you're trying to throw the ball it's easier to score from the eight yard line as it is from the three. Cause everything oh, you got cool. five more yards of everybody has to cover. Yeah. More space. Yeah. Throw it from the three yard line. It's tough. It really is. You, that's why it's just, you know, I hate the fade ball in the corner. I hate it. I just, I can't stand it, but it's why you Randy Moss, then it's different, <laughs> but it's why you do it a lot. Cause you can't do everything else. Yeah. You know, you're just giving it like you're just trying to get your best guy. Throw it up to Devonte Adams. He's a big guy, and you take your chance. Yeah, if you have Devonte Adams one on one, then that's that's fine. Right. That's a, it, that's it's, you, if you watch passes from the three yard line, it's not. It's a it's a slant, it's a sprint out drag all the way across, or the or just the fade. It's that's your only three options because you don't have any other. You can't run an out and up. You can't run a dig. You can't run a, you know, I mean, you just limit yourself. But from the eight-yard line, you know, you can run, you know, a 10-yard stop, you know, or something like that where, you know, you can, you, sh- you shouldn't be able to, but it's just so innate. You, you get that corner leaving, bailing on you, and you can stop and turn around throw right at the pylon. You know, it works. But from the three-yard line, those hashes are in so tight. That's a that's a horrible throw, even for Rodgers. Yeah, that's why you're seeing the Chiefs, like the Packers did back in the '90s, doing a little. You pull the tight end, do a little shovel pass to him, let Kelsey run in, and yeah, you know, in other teams do that too. But yeah, when you get down to the three, four, whatever, it right. gets condensed. Yeah, and that sweep works good down there because it does work. You get around one guy, then there's no one there, but. Yeah, you can't run conventional pass routes. I mean, it's just no. it's tough. You can't just expect all your receivers to run five and ten yard outs and ends and expect to score. But yeah, to me, when I look back on this, I'll look back on on a missed opportunity for Aaron Rodgers to change his career 
that's a career changing moment that he got robbed out of, I believe. And I, and I did not realize he had been to, he's won, five. one in five in the championship games. And the one that he won, Jay Culler got hurt and it was right. Caleb Haney in the game, I think it was. Yeah, because it was against the, it was in Chicago against the Bears. That's Chicago. Um, you know, that was, a, you know, that was when the Bears were good for those two, three years. They, they went to the Super Bowl and then they were good again. And, and uh, under Lovey Smith and, you know, Cutler and yep. right after Grossman and Orton, you know, they just had that transition there. And then, you know, obviously last year they were blown out in San Francisco. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, I don't remember. I, I couldn't have told you it had been in six games. I mean, I, I really wouldn't have remembered that. But uh, well, one five, one and four. So he's five. One four now. Yeah, yeah, one and four because he lost to the he lost this year. He lost last year to the Niners. Lost. He lost to he the, beat the Bears. Yeah, he lost to the Giants and Eli. And lost to the Falcons. Okay. Forty-eight to twenty-one. The Falcons just blew him up. Blew him out. Uh, that was a year that the the Falcons lost that big lead to the yeah. Falcons were probably the best team that year. Just right, but <laughs> yeah. So any, I I just think Aaron Rodgers got really got robbed of a an all time potential great opportunity. He he wasn't given the chance to do it. And I agree. And that you know, and and Alan Lazard has to take a little bit of blame there. That slant was probably open to him to get it into the end zone or one down to the one or two yard line and he it was an RPO and he thought it was going to be a run and the way he read it and he didn't have his head up looking at the quarterback and he and, and you do it's just a natural reaction you don't think about you know you ball's coming and you just kind of duck out of the way when you are not ready to catch it at all but he needed to be ready there yeah so it's it is. It, Green Bay had their opportunities when when Tom Brady throws three picks yeah. you, you know you, you got to take advantage of it, and they didn't. And then, of course, at the end of the game, it'll probably be talked about forever. I, I just – it was the most interesting game of the weekend of the two. Oh, yeah. And I don't know. Now we can kind of probably move in the Chiefs game, which was less interesting. There's still some stuff to talk about, but not, yeah, just, not the drama. Of the, no, there's no drama. I mean, the game was never really in doubt. The only thing was, you know, the quick 9 to nothing. Um which not nothing versus Chiefs is nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean they, they they trailed every game. I mean it's it's unbelievable what they do. Um, they get down nine to nothing after the muffed uh, punt, and uh, then they score on every score a touchdown every uh, possession the rest of the half. <laughs> that that's what the Chiefs do, and it, it, absolutely it is. I was on the message boards, and I, I got to thinking. Some people were talking about the Chiefs being the greatest offense ever, and and this and that being the greatest show on turf on steroids. And I got to thinking when I was watching that game, uh, when the Bills took that took that field goal before half. It, it, this sounds really stupid to say, and there's no other team that you could ever say this about. Not even the 2009 Patriots or seven, where 2007 I think it was, where they went 18 and 0 and lost to the Giants. Where if you kick a field goal versus a team, it's not good enough. No, you're 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 losing points. You're actually giving them points. Oh, yeah. So it's it's minus four. four. <laughs> minus four. So the, the Bills kicked a field goal there at half. I'm like, well, the Chiefs just gained four points. And, and it's a fact. Or it's like you just threw an interception or a fumble. Yeah. When in reality, versus most teams, if you kick a field goal, you get your three points. You're like, yeah, we're happy. You're right. happy to get three points. Versus the Chiefs, it's like, well, 
I guess we just gave them four points. Well, There's never been a team in my life that I can I mean, it, it's a it's and, good and change the way. They're all signed again through next year, at least, aren't they? Yeah, most of them are. It's going to change the way the game is thought about. Uh, Sean McDermott, I don't blame him for taking the field goal there. No, I mean, you have to, but I mean. But I, I think it's going to be a lesson, and I'm not saying a, a correct one or a bad one, but teams are going to have to think differently when playing the Chiefs in the playoffs. You you can't just kick a field goal and say, well, you know, we got three points. No. You need touchdowns. Now, if it's fourth and, you know, 17, and right. that's different, but if it's fourth and eight or under or whatever, boy, it, it takes a lot to keep up with these Chiefs. I mean, it's insane how quick they can score. It, it's just, it's a whole new level of football that I don't think most of the league is caught up to yet. No, and and is it Andy Reid? Is it or Pat, Patrick Mahomes? <clears throat> it's more Patrick Mahomes, but it's also a lot to do with Andy Reid not being a stubborn old guy coach. Right. And letting he, his guy do it. He, he and you got to give Andy Reid a lot of credit because He's older. You know, he's probably only got about five years max, maybe six or seven left. And you keep winning like this, you can go for a long time, though. <laughs> you could. But you got to give him credit because he knows the talent that he has, and he just lets him he, – he uses his talent. He, he lets him go play. Like, whereas a Pete Carroll wants to run the ball all the time, and, and that's fun and dandy some games. And Andy Reid's never wanted to run the football. Never. No, well, he he's not. That's correct. <laughs> no, it, it's more Mahomes. You have to have the quarterback. We've seen that this year with Brady leaving versus Belichick. I mean, right. you have the quarterback's the most important thing, then the coach. But Andy Reid deserves credit for just being creative on offense. Well, yeah, what they do and the routes they run. I, I was watching. Uh, must have been Greg Olson on Fox or whatever. Talk about how he just retired. He's joining Fox again. He retired before and came back, and he's going back to Fox and retiring for good now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and they were showing Kelsey, and it's like I can't. I never. No matter when he goes, he's just such a good athlete. He can run routes and do his shoulder fakes and just hit. You know, he goes. He's a receiver. He's not a tight end, but he's got a tight end body. You know, he goes, you know, he just goes in and out, in and out. And he goes, tight ends don't run those routes. He goes, that's why he's always open. And the defenses know he shouldn't be open. And they have to cover him, but he runs too good of routes. And the, the route tree is different for him than every other tight end in the league. It is. Yeah, I, I mean, I it, was really, it was I, a really good piece, and he did a great job. And he's like, and Greg Olson was really, really good. He goes, I yeah, got Greg, Greg Olson's a – He's not going to make the Hall of Fame, but he's borderline. I mean, right. yeah, he's going to get talked about. I mean, he's heck of. I mean, he played good for the Bears for several years and had really good years with the Panthers. And yeah, they they were kind of giving him a hard time because he had a choice this year to go to Seattle or Buffalo, and he thought he had a better chance to win it all with Seattle. But he goes, you know, they were giving him a hard time because if he'd have went to Buffalo, he'd still been playing and he wouldn't been on set. You know, <laughs> yeah, one more week. But yeah, yeah the NFC is the easier route. Right. I mean, it, it is. And that's, I, I was listening to people today and that's what I said. They go, let's say Aaron Rodgers does leave Green Bay. They're like, you better not go to the AFC because the AFC is tough. No. But you got to stay in the NFC if you want to win a Super Bowl. Rodgers, only, there's only two destinations I could see Rodgers leaving for. 
San Francisco's one. And the Rams is the other. Those are only two. I don't see him leaving for either anything other those than those teams are good enough and are lacking a little bit quarterback play. Yeah, they are. And, and we'll get into a little bit of that too. Like, but those are the I don't see him going to the AFC, like you said, because it's it's Mahomes, it's Allen, it's Jackson, it's right. Mayfield, it's yeah. whatever the Dolphins are gonna do, uh Tennessee, Jacksonville's gonna get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, Deshaun Watson may or may not be in the conference still. Right. He might go to the Jets or the Dolphins, you know. So yeah, I mean the easier route is the NFC for sure. So you're right on that one. But yeah, Greg Olson's right though. I mean, Travis Kelsey is he's he's changing that position and he he might be the best pass receiving tight end ever. Right. And then, you know, Tony Gonzalez is on that talk show, you know, that pregame show in Fox too. And, and, you know, and he makes no bones about, you know, everybody's picking whatever. And someone picked the bills. He goes, well, I'm, I'm a chief's guy. And so I'm picking the chiefs and I don't know if he's better. Gonzalez was really, really good. <laughs> I mean, that's Gonzalez was and you're right. It, and he was, he was kind of that way 20 years ago. And if you put him in this situation, how good would he have been? He was that guy 20 years ago and you're right. And I, because he was a basketball guy, and I mean, just, he's just he's a again the athletes are evolving. And it, right. it's oh, I agree. Changing, it's, it's changing dramatically now. Like Gonzalez was that guy. I mean, he was like he right. was the best tight end. Like he moved around like no one's business, and now Kelsey's out there moving around like a receiver. Right. He's doing things that uh, Gonzalez couldn't do. Right. Oh, I mean, absolutely. It's not as often anyway. So it. It's, it's interesting. I mean, the, the game's changing quickly and rapidly. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, Travis Kelsey, you know, George Kittle, it, it's interesting. And, again, going back to the Chiefs, I mean, they just have players on offense that McCall Hardman, Sammy Watkins might be coming back. Th- these guys can score in, in seconds. They, they can take a screen pass and go 80 yards. And I want to get to Hardman in, in a in – a, Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, or whoever's in charge over there did an absolute great job with him. He was really mad at himself and he was really down on himself after, after that muff punt. Mm-hmm. And they went right back to him and got him a touchdown. I mean, that, that is great coaching. That is believing in your guys and knowing that you need him, you know, and so you cannot lose him. And you go, you know, cause you saw him slam the helmet down. He was so mad because it's a big game. He's a young guy. He's not the experience. He's not the, the star. And he felt he let his team down and he did. I mean, you can't say he didn't, um, but they were over able to overcome it and they got him right back in the, in it. And, and you, that's a great job of coaching too. Unbelievable. Whoever made that call. Um, the enemy or Reed or the tight ends coach or whoever said, Hey, or, you know, whatever, Hey, get this kid the ball again. Cause he, we need him. No, you're, you're right. And Andy Reed is a big players coach. So it's not surprising that he had a mistake and then went right back to him and said, Hey, we're, we're going to come right back at you. We're going to throw you the ball, let you return it, give you a handoff, whatever. Say he ran jet sweeps. I mean, he was, he was involved in that game the whole way. <laughs> And maybe and that's, that was planned. That's all. important, I think, for to keep the team's trust. Because he he's not he's not one of the 
he is one of the best players on the team, but he's not. He's not, not one of the big names, I want to say. He's right. not Kelsey or Hill. But he, he is an important player on that team. And for Andy Reid or whoever, like you said, made the call to get him the ball again, let's not worry about it. Big deal. It's one mistake. You know, there's going to be a lot of mistakes in these games, like there always is. Let's keep his confidence up. And by doing that, you'll probably keep the rest of the team's confidence up. Well, it's not well, them that you're yeah. affecting. Well, they know. Patrick, I mean, and you're not going to, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes throws a pick. You're not going to sit him. And, and you're not going to change your play calls. Um, Tyreek Hill drops one going across the middle. You're still going to it, you know. But the He's young guys are the, you know, or the guys that are borderline that fourth receiver or fifth receiver out there. Well, maybe you don't go to him again. Just, you know, you see that with running backs. Hey, a, a guy fumbles and then there's two or three running back system. Well, the one guy sits the rest of the game, doesn't come in. You know, so those other guys are like, ooh, you know, if I fumble or make a mistake, I'm not going to play the rest of the game or whatever. Um, you can't do that. It, it's hard to um, it's hard to play good football because, like you said, mistakes happen. Picks happen, fumbles happen, missed blocks happen. However, whatever position you play, and this one of the coaches I, I worked under, and, and he goes, think about this. Football is a game of mistakes. Who makes the least amount of mistakes on every play? If you really think about it, that's what it is. Yeah. And no, you're right. It you is. don't think about that, but it, but if mistakes really on every think play. about it, you know, did the offensive lineman do every step correctly to keep that defensive lineman off of him? Did the defensive lineman read every key correctly? I mean, you're getting down to nitty gritty details, whether you're perfect or doing the right thing. But if you really want to get down to it, that is what it is. It's every play. You know, very rarely did the offensive lineman and the defensive lineman both do everything correctly. You know, and if they did, then it's probably a stalemate because they're both really good players. You right. know, if one's a all pro or pro bowler and one's a rookie, then, you know, the other guy probably wins just because if everybody does everything right, then he's better. But yeah, so I mean, you can't just throw a guy under the bus if he makes a mistake. No, you you have to let your best players play, and like you said, I mean, Tom Brady threw three picks; they weren't mentioning him. No, <laughs> I mean that's a different story. I mean that's a different level of of player. But no, you is is Blaine? Did I see Blaine Gabbert as is he his backup? He is his backup. Yep, I think they signed him either a year or two ago. So. <laughs> I mean, they go into Blaine Gabbert to go to the Super Bowl. No, the left which might have to go in there, maybe ahead oh, of Blaine Gabbert. But let, let his let the now he's just out of shape. He doesn't have a broken leg. He's just out of shape and old. The lineman will have to carry him down because he's not running downfield. <laughs> but he knows the plays though, so he might be all right. <laughs> but no, you're right. I mean, you got to let your best players play, and I, I think I think a lot of times that gets lost where, like you mentioned, I think more times than, than anything, it comes down to running backs or cornerbacks. Yeah. Where if a, if a running back fumbles a ball once or twice the game, they're just done. Right. Cornerback that's beat once or twice, they're they're just done. That the, the coaches that give their faith, to, it's a double-edged sword, though. because oh. well, Yeah, I mean, if, if they fumble again or they yeah. get burnt again, then you look like an idiot. But those are the two positions I think that get brought out the most in that yeah. scenario where you're talking. Yeah. I mean, quarterbacks is different. If you have a Hall of Fame quarterback, you're letting them play it out, and whatever happens, happens. Like right. Or you have like right. Nathan Nathan Peterman or whatever that threw five picks in a quarter and a half or whatever it was at one time, and 
Yeah, well, they they kept their trust in him. <laughs> but no, I, I think I think running backs and and defensive backs were happens the most. Where they can have two a couple mess ups in the game, and then they either get pulled and they're done, or the coach goes to him and says, "Hey, we're gonna give you another chance. Get back out there and you know do your thing." So, but yeah, I mean, obviously with quarterbacks, if you have a Hall of Famer or an all time great. Yeah, you, you, ride, you ride and die with them. And if, if they throw a pick, well, so be it. Like, we're not going to get down the field with our backup. But, yeah, yeah it's that, – that Chiefs game to me was I, – I was happy to see the Bills in that game. I was happy for them. But that one just felt like they were a year too early, if ever. Yeah. I, I don't know if they'll ever be able to beat the Chiefs. It, I, I mean, the, the, as long as, as that core – stays healthy and they can have enough other guys and their, their linemen are good. And um, that was, that's one thing we did not talk about um, that I think really came back to really hurt green Bay was their left tackle being out. What's his name? B Be- uh, Bacardi or uh, yeah. Whatever. Bacardi or whatever. Bacardi, yeah. So I'm terrible. Terrible. That, so I'm was, mispronounce it, but- that was huge in that game. Absolutely mm-hmm. huge. Um, cause Rogers got pressure all day and you just have to be good enough. And Mahomes is athletic enough to make guys miss enough, but he cannot have constant pressure. Um, nobody can. And, no, Tampa moving in the Super Bowl, like you said. and I think that actually is a huge part of the Super Bowl is can Tampa Bay get pressure on Mahomes? They've been able to get pressure on everybody. Um, if they do, Mahomes is a little bit hurt. Now this two weeks off is really going to help that. But turf toe is a tough deal. And I, I think that's what it is. Um, and if it is, that is, I've not had it, but I know people have it at Iowa State and stuff. And, and it's just killer. And there's nothing they can do about it until surgery. And obviously he's not going to have surgery until after the, the season. So you're right. Looking at the spread, I think it's Kansas City minus three and a half. Most places. I agree with that. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you bet against Tom Brady, but I don't know how you bet against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I don't know how you bet against either of those quarterbacks. And then for Tampa Bay, it's basically a home game. What is a home game? Not in a in a normal year, I would say that was a huge advantage, or right. maybe not, because they would probably still spend a week in a hotel just because the sponsors and everything. Yeah. Um, but I know I think they said the Chiefs are going down two days before, maybe even the day before. So it's almost just like a home, uh, a road game. So okay. I don't think the home stadium is going to have as big a deal as it would in a normal year. Because one, you're not going to have the number of fans there. And two, you're not having the big weekly, all week worth of stuff. There's no media day. There's no... You know, it's not like you have all these events to show up to. It is so they truly are going to sleep in their own beds, I'm sure, or whatever they do. They probably stay in a hotel the night before. Or just I don't know that, but I would guess they do. Yeah, I, it's the most I don't do. Um, but uh, just in Kansas City, it's just going to be like a road game. It's not going to be a circus or anything. So I, I think I don't. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. We still have another week. We can do this again next Wednesday before the game, or maybe even do one uh, next weekend, right uh, before the Super Bowl, uh, sometime to do our predictions or whatever. But 
I think it's going to be a really good game. Um, I, I don't see any way Tampa Bay blows Kansas City out. Um, if they win, it'll be close. I think Kansas City could blow Tampa Bay out if Tom Brady would throw three picks or something again. Um, I think Kansas City is just that good offensively to not not score. I mean, they're just going to score. Um, so, uh, but but I I, I would not be surprised. I'm going to pick Kansas City, but I would not be surprised if Tampa Bay wins. No, you're. I agree with what you said. I mean, if Tampa Bay is going to be in this game, they have to play basically mistake free football. If Tom Brady if Brady throws three picks, it's over. But, and, and I think it'll be a blowout. Because yeah. if, if Mahomes throws 21 points for Kansas City. Oh, yeah, easily, or at least 14 minimum. Right. If if Mahomes throws three picks, it could still be a ball game. In my right, opinion. I agree. Yeah, because the Chiefs are good enough. They could – okay, so you get 10 possessions. They they lose three, maybe lose four or five. Well, that's still five. That's time set. That's 35 points. That's still pretty good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, and, that's how you look at – that's and, – and I think as, as – Arians and, and Brady, they've got to score over 30, over 30 points to even have a chance, I think. If I think 30, I think 31 is a goal minimum. Yeah. To minimum. Win the game, you have to score that. And it still may not be enough. And it, and it might not. And, you know, we can, we can, we can come up with all these scores. These, sometimes these games get crazy. Everyone's on the Chiefs, which I understand. And I, I kind of think that maybe that's, I think this might be one of those times where it's that obvious where it's Chiefs and, and that's the play. Like, they're I, that good. I but agree. everyone said – not everyone, but the majority of the people said – Well, the all the money was on the Packers, too. Well, the game before was on the Saints. Right. Bucks beat them. And then I think 69 to 70% of the betters were on Green Bay. Right. Bucks beat them. I, I don't know. I mean – Oh, I agree. I, I I just told you. I mean, I, I think Kansas City, but if if Tampa Bay comes out and wins, you know, thirty eight to twenty nine, or you know, thirty eight yeah. thirty five, it it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it really wouldn't. I'm I'm leaning with the Bucks as of right now today. Yeah. Uh, now, we'll, like you said, we'll probably do a show like Friday or Saturday before yeah. or whatever. Uh, we well, we could do our normal Wednesday, but we can do another one too. I mean, it's 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 a prediction, but right now, I, maybe not to, I, I shouldn't say to win. I, I better clarify that, but to cover, if you're giving me Tom Brady and three and a half points, that's what I'm leaning at the moment. And his home stadium. And his home stadium. That's to me, Kansas city might win the game. I mean, you know, that that's fine. But if I'm getting three and a half points. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. It's that Trevor. I'm not at all. I mean, Everyone's been down them all year. Not down them, but uh, once a playoffs game, kind of down them, I should say. Not down them. And, and they're playing – I mean, if you really want to get down to it, they're playing as good as anybody. I mean, the Chiefs kind of turned it on. I mean, I, I really think of the playoffs and just – Yeah. They, they coasted through the regular season. I mean, and you hate to say coasting. They went 14-2. and two, Only lost one game they tried to win, you know. Right. They, well, they sat their starters last week. Yeah. Which, so, I mean, they lost, and who cares? I mean – um, yeah, and, and the funny stat, and I'm sure you've seen it, the Sports Center put out or whatever, that the last time Mahomes lost a game by more than one touchdown, one possession is the 66 to 10 blowout by Iowa State. Because Iowa State, yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I did see that's that. I mean, that's unbelievable. That's what I'm saying is 
Kansas City's not getting blown out. I don't. I mean, like I said, no, they're, they're not getting blown out. No. Tampa Bay out. I, I really. Th- I mean, they they could win thirty five to twenty. I mean, and it wouldn't surprise me a bit. But Tampa Bay is not beating Kansas City thirty five to twenty. No, not unless there's a crazy touchdown at the end or something where they yeah, get where they win by two scores. I should or, say, or you know, a pick six with a minute left or something. You know. Yeah, and that's different. But to to me, uh, this almost has a feeling of the. 2007 Patriots, so well, the undefeated Patriots, no one, no way, no how, and then here comes little Eli Manning into the game, and his this isn't little Tom Brady though. This is not Tom Brady. No, I know, I know that, I know that, but I, I don't know. I part of me thinks it's so obvious that the Chiefs are going to win this easily, and when I say easily, maybe by ten or so, but and it, it's, maybe they dominate the whole game. But I the the. The bet is if it's if that's the case, the bet is to just bet your money on Tampa because you're not going to win any money with Kansas City. No, I, I think the play is Tampa with the points, three and a half or four if you can get it. I've heard four and a half in some places. I I just think the Tom Brady effect matters. Again, we we talked about the the Packers game. Who are you kicking the ball back to? With two and island, you're kicking it back to Tom Brady, Mahomes, and the Chiefs. They're going to be confident. But, and, they uh, and they should no absolutely they've lost one cool. game in a year and a half i mean but if, but if things start to unravel for a series of events or a quarter or whatever not, i mean and if it's tom brady on the other end which it will be i mean that that's it's a mental thing i i just it's tough for me to bet against tom brady i don't know i mean he's 43 years old one of these days i guess he has to retire unless he plays till he's like 70 or something but <laughs> it looks really, really good. And he he can throw it when he wants to. I mean, it's not there every time, but when he oh, gets- his arms, his arm's fine. It's fine. His arm, his decision making isn't right now getting pressured. But his arm is good enough. He's in the top half of the league in arm strength. Yeah. Still. At 43. <laughs> At 43. So yeah, it's just I, I don't know. Ask me a week from now. We'll probably talk a week from now or whatever. Right. Let's kind of move on. I don't want to talk a lot about this, but yeah. how about the coaches getting hired that like I've never even heard of? Like, is it is it a money thing that these guys aren't demanding the money? Um, is it they're all offensive coordinators from Tennessee and Indianapolis, and I don't know the the guy that Detroit hired isn't even a coordinator with the Saints. Um, it was kind of a funny quote with him. You know, he said tell everybody I'm Matt Campbell and I'll get an interview or whatever and turn it into a job or whatever. Um, but what is with, I, I hate to say this because those guys have obviously earned that right and everything, but no name guys getting all these jobs. Well, I think it's the uh, Sean McVay effect to an extent. All young guys and people want younger guys. They don't want the old guys, which is kind of funny because Andy Reid and Bruce Arians are in the Super Bowl, which you know, Bruce Arians has kind of been lifted by Brady and right. And Reed's a great coach, we know, but he's got Mahomes. But yeah, I, I think it's a Sean McVay type of effect. Um, you know, Matt Campbell getting, or not Matt Campbell, but uh, Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell getting hired there by the Lions. He had that interesting press conference. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, he's going to bite the knees or whatever. I. Yeah, it, it it was not good in my opinion, but he's hired some good people as of late. And 
they they also are bringing in John Dorsey. Okay. As a, as a GM or whatever? No, no, not even as GM. Because uh, the things that I've read over the past few years is that he's kind of overstepped his boundaries. He, he tries to take total control of the team, so to speak. They're just bringing in for personnel. That's it. College scouting and free agent scouting. Just try to put the – not run all of football, but try to put the players on the field. Just scouting. You're not a part of contracts. You're not a part of trades, really. You just scout the players. And when he was in Kansas City and the Browns, he did a really yeah. good job. Like, he – I mean – Well, he did a really good job. I mean, you know – they, had, they, they get the number one pick or top pick all the time when he was there, and he did a pretty good job. Yeah, and when it was with the Chiefs too, like all the uh, all the Chiefs fans online and Browns fans saying like he is as good as it gets when it comes to scouting college players or free agents or making moves. He's but they said well you, you don't want him to be in charge of like contracts or just other things like that, which he's not going to be. So. This could be a really good move for the or the Lions. And then speaking of the Lions, I guess obviously the the most obvious thing is Stafford's going to be gone. They they've agreed to to move on from each other, which I think is good. I'm excited for that because it'd be good for him to get away from. Oh him. yeah, get get the hell out of Detroit. And I, I think he's I think he's an elite type quarterback. Borderline, I should could say. He goes, some people, he go some people don't think that, but we're going to find out if he goes to a good team if he if he's a real deal or not. Could he go to Miami? Miami, maybe. I mean, Miami's trying to get Watson. Right. I mean, I just... it's definitely in play. I mean, if if Miami was to trade two other two first round picks, send them up there for Stafford and their second or something. I don't know. I mean, Stafford's who's, got more I mean, Watson's going to demand more than Stafford, though, right? It's because he's younger. Oh, absolutely. Because Stafford's 33 and Watson's 25. Yeah. And Watson is, in my opinion, a little bit better than Stafford. <laughs> yeah. I don't more divisions. Now, part of that, in my opinion, is Stafford's played for arguably the worst organization ever. But that's a different aspect. As far as the favorites to get Stafford, the Colts and 49ers are the front runners. Sounds like the Colts have already reached out. I read that 11 teams have reached out now about Stafford. Are the 49ers done with Garoppolo? They're not done with them, but if they can upgrade, they will. Because they have a good record with Garoppolo. When he's, he's healthy. He's just not healthy a lot. He's not, And that's a big problem. He's not the most talented guy, but when he does play, they, they win a lot of games. So they're not just going to move off him for – you know, Bethard or some random guy like Fitzpatrick. If they can get Watson or Stafford, yes, I think they'll move off Garoppolo. Otherwise, I think they keep him. Well, yeah, I mean, but, if you trade for those two guys, you got to send Garoppolo with that trade, don't you, just to give them something? Yes, I, I would think so. Like, you know, for we talked about last week too, and it, you know, all the hypotheticals, but, you know, if the 49ers were to get Watson, they'd have to send Garoppolo two firsts and two seconds. To, to get Deshaun Watson, I don't even know if that's enough to get it done. Right. You're talking about a 25-year-old franchise quarterback in his prime uh, in Deshaun Watson. So it, one team, I think that, you know, the, the, the Patriots and the Broncos are another team that's in the Stafford mix as far as the Vegas betting odds, and, and both those make sense. 
Uh, the Patriots need a quarterback. The Broncos, in my opinion, Locke is not the guy. But I, I think a team to look out for is the Raiders. I just I, I was looking I just looked at the list of teams on NFL.com on the standings. So I was like, what's a team maybe that no one's talking about that you go after staff? Because they weren't horrible. I mean, they they you know if they got an upgrade there and one or two other players and yeah, they could be there. They they could because I don't think Gruden loves Carr. I don't think he hates him. But I don't think he loves him. So that they could send Carr for Stafford and that you know whatever other picks have to be mixed in. Right. But you know Stafford is the 14th highest paid quarterback in the league. His contract's not insane. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's not a horrible – you can afford other people then, too. Jacoby Brissett gets paid more than Matt Stafford does this coming year. What the <laughs> – Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff. Like, Stafford's better than those guys, in my opinion. But Yeah, I agree. So, that's – it's just anyway, like, I think I saw the Raiders, like, 15 to 1 odds to win Stafford. And I can't find a betting site to bet it on, but I'd like to throw 20 bucks on that. Was, you know me, I like my long shots, but yeah, well, it play it pays off. Danny Willett effect. Yeah, like you know, 50. I'm like, oh, I can see the it gets them out of conference because right. you know they're not gonna a lot of people are bringing up the Bears. I just I don't see how the, I the Bears have like, to give up a, a ransom amount for that. No, Trubisky is actually like five and two against Stafford. So yeah. But yeah, you you know the Lions are not going to want to train within division, let alone yeah. confidence that they can help. Right. It. So I, I think the Raiders are an underrated team. So I don't know. I've been I've been texting some buddies like, is your betting site letting so and so like take bets on Stafford? And like, right. no, no one is. I'm like, damn. I'd like to bet. I would really like to bet twenty bucks or whatever on Stafford to the Raiders just as a uh, a long shot type of type of play, but. No, other than that, I mean, we kind of covered the games. I, I didn't have really much other no, topics you had. No, that's good. Just, you know, just it's – so you think it's just trying to hire young guys and it's just the guys you haven't – none of the college guys jumped. Um, you know, that's always – I'm sure they called those guys, but none of them jumped. And so. Yeah, I think it's it's a younger way of thinking. It seems like that's the way the world's going just in general. Right. Uh, besides presidents, which are really old people still. <laughs> but no, I, I think a lot of industries and businesses are, they're thinking younger, they're hiring younger people. And I, I think that's the way with coaching. I mean, Sean McVay proved it. Uh, and we'll see if that works out long-term or not. Right. You know, 10 years from now, we'll look back and say, well, a lot of these coaches worked out and it was good or, no, they had no experience and it was just a complete mess. Right. So I, I think it's a, I think it really is a Sean McVay effect to an extent. I mean, don't get me wrong to be hired as an NFL coach. You have to be pretty smart. Oh yeah. You, you have, have to impress the owners. I mean, I mean, if you're off, I mean, there's only 32 jobs in the NFL. And if you're offered a head job, you're going, I don't care what you say. Um, so you can't blame yeah, any just, guys for taking those, you know, everybody says, well, why would you go take the Detroit job? It's a horrible job. Well, there's only one of 32. And if that's the one you get offered, you go there, you get paid your money, you get fired in three years and you go about your business. Yeah. And, and again, like I said, just, just cause you're a young coach doesn't mean you just get handed a job. No, you, you still have to go through the interview process and 
impress the owner and the GM if there is one. You know, you've, you've earned your way to that point. Most most people, I would assume, have earned that earned their way to that position. Oh yeah, and it's just a, it's a younger way of thinking. Yep, so, I agree. Well, I think that's enough. Like I said, we'll we'll probably do it again next Wednesday. Um, there'll probably be some news and stuff, and then uh, you know maybe try to do a, a quicker one there next weekend before the Super Bowl. Um, but again, yeah, I'll give you we can always talk. So I'll give some uh, Super Bowl prop bets that I like. Yep. Just for listeners. And like I said, like a month from now, we'll probably get in a draft and then it'll be about three months off and then we'll get ready for next season. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks a lot. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week. All right. Good night. Thank you for listening to Morgan You Asked For podcast. If you like what you hear, click the like button. Or hit subscribe if you want to hear more episodes from Morgan the Asked For podcast. Also, if you would like to comment or with any show ideas or anything, please contact me at Morgan the Asked For podcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at RyanMorgan34. <laughs>